this is where you come to hear tales of loss, redemption, salvation, perspectives, epiphanies, and self-evolution. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the glory in our stories. What up, TGOS listeners? Welcome to the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories. On this episode, we have Anitra Jones of Work For It Fitness. Anitra Jones is a fitness trainer who literally practices what she preaches. Anitra Jones trains her clients to maintain their fitness as well as train herself to compete in strengthening competitions. Sorry to sound corny and use a phrase from Disney's Hercules, but she literally puts the glad in gladiator for she loves doing what she does. Check it out. Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories. Um, This is your host, Calvin Wayne Pennywell Jr. For those of you who are listening for the first time, you can hear this podcast on all major platforms, uh, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. Uh, Today, um, I am interviewing Anitra Jones. Um, the cool thing about uh, Miss Jones was that a friend of mine, uh, well, I guess a fellow poet, mm-hmm. um, passionate, yeah. she posted a video, well, a photo of herself, a transformation. Right. And I was like, yo, that's that's pretty intense. Yeah. And then she name dropped you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh. And then I saw a video of one of your, uh, your classes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, I always give mad props to people who lead those classes because y'all make it look so easy. Yeah. <laughs> Not as easy as it looks. Yeah. I remember the uh, last class I took like that, maybe. Now, I've been running since college. And my sister took me to this kickboxing class. Wow. Ten minutes in, I'm like, I'm ready to go. I'm about to pass out. <laughs> uh, the instructor was like 40 pushing 50 mm-hmm. dude looked like he was in his mid 30s yeah just talk yeah toned yeah. And i'm like how how did you do that and um your most recent photos that you uh, have posted mm-hmm. it took me back to american gladiator wow. remember that yeah yeah one <laughs> of my I, favorite shows and i just thought that's just so impressive that a lot of people look at somebody's physicality and they think yo if I can just do this, do this, and do that, I get like that. It's, right. it's more than that. Yeah. It's a mentality yeah. that you have to maintain. Yeah. It's um, it's definitely mental. Um, it's been a it's been a process for me actually because, um, you know, I didn't start at what I look like now. Yeah. When I started, I was 300 pounds. Wow. So never knowing that it would lead to where I am today. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot this woman's name. She's a um, I think she's Nigerian. She's a fitness uh, person on YouTube. Okay, I think I know who you're talking about. And she, I don't think she's ever gotten below 200. Wow. And I think she finally accepted the fact, this is what I have, mm-hmm. large thighs. Mm-hmm. This is a part of my, my culture, mm-hmm. my ethnicity. This yeah. is something I can't fight. Yeah. yeah. And she's probably one of the most flexible people I've yeah. ever seen in my life. Yeah. And you would think that would be a limitation. Yeah. Yeah. But when it comes to women, I guess society wants you all to look a certain way mm-hmm. and to be small. Right. 
but a lot of you guys are breaking the mold right and you make it look really good exactly because a lot of times especially in the fitness industry um you know social media paints a picture of what they think fit should be yeah. but not all the time you're gonna get that for me personally i have dropped below 200 pounds but i didn't like the size that i was when i mm. was there i didn't like the how i looked i didn't like anything about it so um i made a decision to to go back up in the 200s but when i went back up in the 200 it's all muscle mm. so and then you know you get criticized again too because of the muscle yeah. well you know a lot of women don't want to they really don't want to mm. work out because they're scared uh, I'm gonna look like a man, but mm-hmm. it's a lot behind that. Yeah. Yeah. For I, I guess my initial question is, because I'm curious, how can a woman get that large but still be in tune with her femininity? Like, um, a lot of times, like women, when you see a woman um, that looks um, very manly, mm-hmm. um, very muscular, she's going for a certain look, and most times you will see a, a woman bodybuilder. Um, that will look that way and for female we have to take a lot of supplements to get that actual look as a bodybuilder Um, men it's it's a natural thing because you have the testosterone we actually have to take the testosterone to get there so as a regular female that's not you know really looking to look like a bodybuilder but you still Mm want to have the muscle tone um, it's not going to be as hard as a bodybuilder and it still have a soft tone to it. Yeah. Um, you don't, it's just natural. Mm-hmm. It just comes natural. It comes along with diet and proper training, proper rest, mm-hmm. um, prop, just taking your body through the natural um, technicalities that you need in order to sustain just that look. Yeah. But when you start getting into the bodybuilding aspect of it, you know, there are a lot of supplements involved. There's a lot of hard, intense training that's involved that um, unless you are a female that wants to be a bodybuilder, a regular person is not going to want to do it. So do women have to wait a certain length of time before or after pregnancies? Like, how does that um, factor in? Actually, a lot of times, you know, you'll see women that work out while they're pregnant. Yeah. Um, and then even after that, as long as the doctor is cool with it, mm-hmm. it's not too strenuous. Um, a lot of women go right back into it. Yeah. Um, the thing about working out while you're pregnant is that not only does it help in the whole process of delivery of everything, but your body after the fact, yeah. you know, will bounce back quicker than someone who doesn't train at all i can see that mm-hmm. and um because i've seen the thing keep i know faces i'm mm-hmm. so good with faces when it gets comes to names this is uh fitness um i call it fitness guru because she was working out way before she got pregnant okay. and when she got pregnant with her daughter mm-hmm. it's like she was working out even harder yeah and as soon as her daughter came daughter's healthy baby yeah. but she snapped back just like yeah. that yeah and um but a lot of us, we don't see the work. Right. We just see the product. Right. A lot of times, it's funny because a lot of times, um, many people see pregnancy as being a, a, a disability. Yeah. So for me, I wish I did work out when I was pregnant with my son because it would have helped me bounce back quicker after we giving birth to him. Mm-hmm. Um, when I when I was pregnant, I didn't work out at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually gained a lot of weight during my pregnancy. Um, I gained about 64 pounds total. Yeah. And then um, after I had him, 
and I dropped some weight but then um, I had my father pass and it just sent me to a depression yeah. so I didn't want to work out at all so um, that's where I gained the most of my weight um, it wasn't until I actually went to the doctor because I was having um, some um, pains that I couldn't explain the doctor couldn't explain what was going on with me um my legs will go numb for no reason um i have a really bad chest pain mm -hmm. and i went to the doctor um everything looked fine she sent me to a cardiologist heart fine but she told me she said miss jones i'll let you know if you don't come down off of the weight this is what's about to happen to you i was already borderline diabetic which mm -hmm. is something that runs um, heavily in my family. Yeah. And then um, high blood pressure was mm -hmm. was diagnosed. So me being a person that I don't like to take medicine, um, I can't stand, I hate taking um, just something for a headache. So having to be on medicine long term was something that I was not gonna do. Yeah. So that is what initially made me get into all of this. Yeah, so that was the, the aha moment as far as bodybuilding. Yeah. How was so? How was your life before that? What did you uh, did you even did you grow up here in Augusta? I am. Yep. I'm originally from Augusta, born and raised. Mm -hmm. um, I don't really have a fitness background. Um, around 2000, I was heavily into powerlifting, mm -hmm. um, and which now the form of training that you see is not actually bodybuilding because I'm not doing the stage shows or anything like yeah. that. But I'm heavily into weight training. Okay. Um, I have actually competed um, in the Power X in Ohio mm -hmm. at the Arnold Schwarzenegger Festival, and I've won twice, first place. Oh. And then um, in May of this year, um, I experienced my first strongman competition for the first time in Lexington, Kentucky. And I actually, first time, I only had four weeks literally to train. But I have, when I tell you, I have a bomb trainer, <laughs> and he saw this particular um, um competition and he was like we're gonna do this and i'm looking at him like i said i call him boss man i said boss man oh, we only got four weeks to train for this yeah. i've never done anything in this competition before and there's several different um events that you have to do yeah um and we went into it i went into it really blind because a lot of the things that were involved in the competition i didn't have access to in the gym mm -hmm. so for me to go to that competition as my very first time and win first place mm -hmm. it, it was amazing to me yeah because i was so worried about that particular competition yo thanks for listening keep tuning in as we take a break and be right back What up, T-Guys listeners? As you may or may not know, not only am I a podcast host, but I'm also a recording artist. My musical influences range from Common, Black Thought of the Roots, and Lupe Fiasco, to J. Cole, Rhapsody, Lecrae, and many more. If you're interested in listening to my discography, check out my Noise Trade account at noisetrade.com. There you will find two EPs and a few playlists created in the last year. Check it out, and I hope you're inspired. And now, back to the episode. And I think what 
helped me out a lot. Um, in 2018, I lost my mom. So a lot of her is inside of me. Yeah. So I can hear her in the back of my mind telling me, don't worry, you can do this. Mm-hmm. And have having the training team that I have, my strength and conditioning coach, um, and then having my my other conditioning coach, it's, it's been great for me because they make sure that I'm in tip-top shape. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the uh, that competition where you held you put you put the boulder? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah man, the stones. Yeah. That, How heavy was that? Oh my God. Um, the first one was 150. Oh goodness. Um, the second one was 170, and uh-huh. the third one was 210. Wow. And this is something that I had never touched the stones before yeah. at all. So it was the last event, and it was the only event that I needed to be first place. Mm. And I went into it very nervous, not even knowing if I can get the stones up off the ground yeah and it was just like i touched them and they just easily came up and that <laughs> when i put the last one on the platform i knew i had one yeah mm-hmm. so typically how long are you given to train prior to this is it maybe like a month and a half um, or longer it just depends on when we actually um are made aware of the particular competition mm-hmm. i knew that strongman was something that i wanted to get into because it also leads to um you know a platform at the arm yeah um so i know that's that's one of my goals is to make it to nationals and win at a national level mm-hmm. um but it was just something honestly my coach really threw me into it because he's the type of person that he sees something in you even when you don't see it in yourself and because of the strength that I have he knew that he could take that he can build off of it so when he picked this particular competition he picked it specifically for me and he couldn't have done a better job because it was something that even though we didn't have all of the things that we needed to train with the training that we did do was was right what we needed in order to win. So with every challenge that you face, how do you approach it? Do you immediately get timid and say, maybe I want to think about this, or do you just go straight in? I'm, I'm the type of person that I'll take on a challenge. Yeah. When I initially took this, take on any challenge, I'm nervous about it, especially if it's something that I haven't done mm-hmm. before. But I go into it knowing that all I can do is my best. And as long as I know I've done my best at the end, whether I win or lose, then I'm fine with it. But yeah. I probably never back down from a competition. <laughs> That's something that um, I started doing years ago. Well, I didn't realize it was a part of me until I was like, when something happens, mm-hmm. your body initial response is, right. this is something I'm not right. used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that driving, you're just like, yeah, but you get through this. Mm-hmm. And deciding to use that and realize that it's a part of your character right. and you can be able to pre- approach anything mm-hmm. in life. Mm-hmm. And um, man, I'm sorry to hear about your your parents. Yeah. I understand one parent, yeah. but both. Both, it's, it's, it's been a lot. Um, my dad, he passed in 2006 um, and I was a daddy's girl. So yeah. it, it took a lot out of me. Um, my mom, she, she fought so she couldn't fight anymore. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's another thing that keeps me going with this because I saw my dad suffer from lung cancer mm. and then I saw my mom she suffered from um, being a diabetic and having congestive heart failure on top of a number of other things that was going on with her so um, 
I keep going because I don't want to be in that position. Mm -hmm. Um, And not only that, I have a a 14-year-old son that he looks up to me. So he needs me. And even though I know we all have an expired time to go, as long as I'm here, you know, I'm going to do everything I can within my power to keep my body in tip-top shape to make sure I'm healthy, to be able to do the things that I do just on a daily basis. Because I know I have a lot of people that depend on me. Yeah. Um, from my clients, from family, friends, you know, um, they depend on me. They look to me for a lot of things. So I just took my mom's passing and my dad's passing and look at it in a different perspective because I know they're still with me. So I take mm-hmm. them um, into every competition that I go in, um, into every training session that I go in. Um, my trainers are hard, very hard on me. Mm-hmm. So I know that going in, my mindset has to be in that capacity in order for me to be able to perform the way I need to. Not every session is great, but when it's time to perform, we perform. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was just watching the latest season of Greenleaf. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, for those of you who are listening, I'm not spoiling anything. But there's a point on there where somebody said there's an expiration date for everything. Yeah. And he was like, think about that. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Even on life, yeah. there's an expiration date. So does, to wake up every day just thinking that you're guaranteed another opportunity, mm-hmm. you're not. Not. You know, and especially when you have somebody like your son looking up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because my mom, and I tell this, I've said this a lot. Mom, she's, I say she's my biggest live action hero because I've seen that woman do so many things. I'm like, well, how do you, how do you do that? And um, to be able, and I guess that was another question I wanted to ask you. How does that, how does this affect your son? Like you're, you're, you're competing and this, this drive and um, my son, he's a, he's an athlete, so he football and basketball. So yeah. um, I always tell the one thing that I instill in him every day, and I tell him every day before I leave, son, be a leader and not a follower. Mm-hmm. So me being in a position where I'm able to lead others, you have to give them something to look forward to. You have to give them something to. Um, be an example for. Yeah. So with him, um, with him seeing me go as hard as I go, it teaches him that he can do anything. I tell him every day, you can do anything you set your mind to. Once you tell yourself that you can't do something, you're not going to be able to do it. Yeah. But if every day you tell yourself that you can and you will, then you're going to do it regardless of the outcome of it. Just knowing that you completed it, and you did it with grace and dignity, you're gonna be fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I guess that's the same way you approach those stones. Yep. Like when you saw it, like this, yep. I'm going to do this. Yeah, my my. It's funny because my coach came to me because um, I, I was kind of on the sidelines and was just waiting for my turn. And he came up to me and he said, he just looked at me and he said, "She's with you." Mm. He said, "This is the only thing that stands between you and first place." Are you going to let this stop you? Yeah. Are you going to go out here and you're going to do what you need to do? I looked at him and I said, Coach, I got it. <laughs> and when it was time, they just came up. Yeah. And that me putting that last stone on there, um, if you see the video, you can tell I was, like, really, really, really excited. And it was just like I felt my mom and I was like, Mama, I did it. Yeah. You know, and it, 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 it gives you a sense of peace for me. Let me know that even though she's gone, she's still here.
Yo, I'm 34 years old. And right now, as a grown man, I can't imagine um, losing my mom, um, especially when there are moments that I haven't experienced yet, like in about two months, less than two months, actually, uh, I'll be getting married, you know, and in the future, hopefully we'll be having kids. And I would love for my mom to be around to help me experience those things. Uh, but to listen to Anitra, um, you know, experience this great feat uh, and only to not have her mom there physically, you know, I can only imagine how devastating that would be. But she felt her in spirit. And that was very encouraging to hear, knowing that regardless, um, she was going to do what she was there to do. So continue to listen to the latest episode of the Glory in Our Stories with Miss Anitra Jones. In what ways did she encourage you, like personally? Um, any, there are any particular sayings that she had, or? Oh my God, my mom had a lot of sayings. Um, but one thing that uh, my mom always told us that sticks out um, to me even to this day, and my mom, um, she was a person that I know that if no one else supported me, she did. Yeah. And she would always tell me, anytime I go to her about anything, she would always say, baby, just pray about it. Mm-hmm. And she was right. Um, everything that I approach, I approach it with prayer first, you know. I ask for guidance from God um, because initially he's the one who makes it all possible for me. Um, and my mom was someone, she was a nurturer, you know. Um, growing up, you know, she always wanted us to do our best, and she always told us, you know, don't start something and not finish it. Yeah. So everything that I, I've started up until this point, I've carried out, and it's going to continue to be that way, you know, until God decides he wants to call me home, and that's how I want um, it to reflect on my son, to let him know, you know, don't be a quitter. Yeah. That's a... Uh... That's something that I had to deal with, is not quitting, no matter how hard it gets. And my mom used to tell me, never ask him to remove you from something, ask him to get you through it. That's right. Because in order for you to be who you're supposed to be, That's you right. have to go through this. Yep, yep. And um, hence, spilling into the idea of, of training, mm-hmm. knowing that this is where I want to be, but I have to go through this rigorous process. Right, right. So what's your, what's your typical training? routine um if i'm not training for a competition um typical training for me is um working on uh, my conditioning mm-hmm. which is um any any form of cardio that gets your heart rate up and most time my cardio is not on it's not machine related mm-hmm. it's something that um, you really have to drive your body into um being in the competitions that the type of competitions that I'm in, you have to be in tip-top shape conditioning because um, some of it's time, um, some of it, like the, the Power-Ass competition, I have to do a certain amount of reps in a certain period of time. Mm. You, you're allowed time to rest, but yeah. um, the type of events that I do is it's not something that you want to prolong. You want to go ahead and, and get them out if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, just this past year at the Arnold, um, I had to do power cleans, bench press, and deadlift. And the only thing that I was really worried about was my deadlift. That's that's my 
one thing that I know that I'm very strong in. Mm-hmm. And my goal was to do a 400-pound deadlift at 20 reps. Mm-hmm. And I did it. <laughs> I mean, um, the 400 pounds, it, it got, I won't even lie, it was heavy. Yeah. It was heavy, but I was determined that if I had to even split them up and do five reps at a time, mm-hmm. I was okay with that as long as I did them within the three-minute time frame. Um, but if I'm if I'm just training on a regular basis, uh, regular day, um, it just depends on what my coaches have for me. Mm-hmm. If I'm training myself, um, it consists of um, full body workout. Yeah. Now, if I'm training for a competition, there's no telling what I'm doing. <laughs> um, I just go into every session, especially with my strength coach, because he's a um, strategic person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm learning from a lot from him as far as being able to tell um, my body type, what type of training that is going to be good for me, what type of competitions is going to be good for me. And he details my programming to the T so that it matches what we're about to harbor on. So it's just, I never know what my training is going to look like. I just go in with the mindset, we just going to do it and get over it. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your, what would you say is your backup generator? Like when things are getting a little bit too intense and you have to say, you know, I got to, um, this is my goal. I want to stop right here, but I have to keep going. Um, for me, and even with the whole weight loss thing, um, I have to remember why I initially started. Yeah. Um, and my why was because I didn't want to be in um, a situation where my health was failing. So there have been a lot of times, especially in the, the, the first part of the process, where I just want to just, like, just give up because it's hard losing weight. But then you have to look at it like this. Um, you didn't put it on overnight and you're not going to lose it overnight. It's a I process. Yeah. And um, I had to learn to trust my process. Yeah. I tell my clients all the time, you have to trust your process because your process is not going to be the process I went mm-hmm. through. Everyone's going to have a different journey. Um, and the hardest part for me was trusting the process. Yeah. Trusting that there was something great at the end. Trusting that the results were going to speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. And being at the position that I am now, it's still hard. Yeah. It's still hard. Um, a lot of people think, because I've been doing it for a while, that it's easy to me, but it's not. <laughs> it's it's Every day is something different. Every day, if I have one specific goal that I work on, I'm going to work on that goal until I meet it. But then I'm immediately on to another goal. Yeah. Like right before I came here, my trainer was talking about a, another goal for the new year. Mm. And I just don't want to be stagnant in what I'm trying to do. Yeah. And showing, also being an example for my people, showing them that, you know, whatever you set your mind to and you work hard to get there, you'll be able to accomplish anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And dang, I had a point I was about to, I think I lost it. Um, Oh man, I hate that when happens. Um, I guess I was gonna, I was gonna ask you. Um, I have to find it because it, <laughs> it was it was tied into what you were saying. Um, oh yes, what? So what? When people come to you, like mm-hmm. when they um, your classes, mm-hmm. do they tell you their goals and do they ask you, okay, how do I how do I go about maintaining this? And like, what advice do you give them? Um, a lot of times when people come to me, they come to me in fear. 
Yeah. And I say that because um, they've maybe heard something about my class or something about me outside of um, them coming to me. So initially, like, I'm scared. But so the first thing I always ask my clients, what are your goals? Because I'll set a goal for you, but I want you to also have goals for yourself. Mm-hmm. So most times, um, I always tell people, don't come to me and tell me that you just want to tone and lose your stomach. Because that's not a goal. <laughs> I mean, it is, but it's not. Yeah. Um, I want you to have a specific goal in mind. So um, I challenge my people to make realistic goals for themselves. Mm-hmm. And what helped me was um, there was always this outfit in my closet. Um, when I bought it, I couldn't wear it. Mm-hmm. And I was going to throw it away, but I didn't. I kept it until I could get in it. And then when I could get in it, it was too big. <laughs> so I always tell them, you know, to if it, even if it's just to, to fit in something you, you couldn't fit in a month ago, or if it's just to drop maybe 10, 15 pounds at a time, um, give yourself goals that you know that you're going to stick to. Yeah. So most times my people, when they come to me, they don't have a specific goal in mind. A lot of them come to me um, because they know I've been there in their shoes. Um, some of them come to me with all kind of blood pressure problems, diabetes. Um, but like I tell them, you know, diabetes and blood pressure is something that you can reverse. Yeah. And um, I'm, it makes me proud to know that I've been able to help them reverse, you know, their diagnosis mm-hmm. because they didn't think that it was possible. Yeah. But with controlled um, dieting, you know, habits and making it a lifestyle change and not just a temporary change, I've been able to show them that, you know, you can still do this. You can eat what you want to eat in moderation, Mm -hmm. but you can still achieve your goals as long as you stick to your process. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the difficult part. Yeah. It's the consistency. Yeah, consistency. Hello, TGOTS listeners and all local vendors and entrepreneurs. I want to support what you do by advertising your brand and your business. If you are interested, you can purchase 30 to 60 seconds of advertisement on the next episode. Contact me via Facebook or Instagram for prices and details. If you simply believe in what this podcast is offering, you can sponsor the podcast with monthly donations of your choosing. Let's continue to uplift each other, move forward, branch out, and support local businesses. Love each other, but most importantly, love yourself. I remember, like for me, I realized over the last maybe five, six years that I've grown. Mm -hmm. And I would have certain clothes. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to keep this because I'm going to eventually fit into it. But I know I'm not the only one that sometimes say, you know what? I probably won't fit into that soon. So you go to your size that you used to. Then you do the same thing with that size. And end up finding out that you're getting comfortable with getting bigger. Right. Knowing that it's not really healthy. um, But it sounds like you're, you're making sure that your clients and your people understand that the idea of longevity yes and maintain yes. it so that you can 
go as far mm-hmm. and as long as you can, yep. especially when you have other people depending yeah. on you. And it, it, and it helps you. And to me, you know, I don't knock anyone that's ever had surgery, um, yeah. weight loss surgery, cosmetic surgery, what have you. But the thing about even having surgery is you have to maintain it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to spend the money to do the surgery, then you need to do what it, need, it takes to keep it going. You know, you don't want to um, lose all the progress because you want to go back to your normal self. Yeah. Um, I always have my people view this as a lifestyle change because that's what it is. And that's what's going to keep you consistent and motivated to keep going because... Mm-hmm. Um, Diets. I don't. I don't do diets. I do, um, you know, proper nutrition eating. Um, if it's something that I need to change to get to a certain goal, then I may have to take something out. I may have to add something in. Um, I try to get them away from the mindset when it comes, especially when it comes to vegetables and stuff like that. Well, I don't eat that. You know, well, it doesn't taste good. And I love um, C.T. Fletcher because. I was man. I love him. I met oh, him um, in wow. Ohio this year, and yeah. I, I, I was oh, the man. <laughs> I love Lucy, but he is he's very upfront and he's very, very truthful. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though the way that he brings it to you is very harsh, yeah, it's the truth. And he one of his videos he said something that made sense. He said you're not eating for the taste, you're eating for the results. Mm-hmm. So, and I always, I tell them, Google that particular video. And yes, he, he's cussing through the whole video. <laughs> but what he's saying makes sense. You know, yeah. when, you, when you start eating for the end result, then it doesn't matter what it tastes like. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, you're eating because this is what you need to do to get the result that you want. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's cool watching... Because growing up, you're you're used to these certain bodybuilders that well, obviously Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah, and even Lou Ferrigno. Mm-hmm. I mean, even those that era where you just see them just doing intense training. Yeah, and I loved, um, I think it was Pumping Iron. Okay, yeah. It was funny watching Arnold because he's like the face yes. of bodybuilding, but yeah. Lou Ferrigno was this kid from the inner city that literally had the struggle, mm-hmm. and they were honestly, and maybe just my opinion, there were times it looked like they were about the same size. Mm-hmm. If not bigger, and Lou Ferrigno was actually taller. Yeah. And just seeing these guys throw go through this, and they just give you the outside look of it. Say, oh, right. this is what you do, yeah. and this is what you get. Yeah. But Fletcher, like dude, like yeah. he was just yes. intense about, it. and that was the first. And I remember him showing uh, his photos how big he was. Yes. Yes. He was huge. He was huge. And um, you know, I that's one of the, he's one of the people who I look at when I originally got into this because um, I came across a video with him and Mike Rasheed and he was training Mike Rasheed in this video and Mike Rasheed I have never seen anyone train that hard mm. he it looked just looked like he went through complete hell with CT Fletcher <laughs> but the motivation that CT gives you mm. when you're training with him is a type of motivation that my own coaches give to me and I told my coach when we went to Ohio I said I will not leave this building until I meet CT (laughs) and I did not leave until I met him I actually left out of the competition room that I was in with my own competition to go find him yeah and I told CT um he CT just had a heart transplant not too long ago Mm. and um I told him I said you know I've been following you for a long time I said you are 
one of the inspirations that got me into all of this and I told him that you know the people sometimes don't place value on knowledge and he gives you that knowledge he said something to me that gave me a lot of power with that competition he says <laughs> he said I want you to go over there and I want you to show them MFs <laughs> Who's going to be in first place? He said, you ain't taking home second place. He yeah. said, you want first place. And that's what I want you to get. And that's exactly what we got. <laughs> and I was I was stoked. I was ecstatic. I told my trainer, I said, I'm ready now. Yeah. I'm ready. And, you know, it takes, you know, an actual fitness guru of his caliber mm. and someone who's been through the things that he's been through in the industry um they give you that knowledge and it just it just adds to adds value to what you're already trying to do yeah and it sounds like when you're really seeking um advice as far as moving forward mm -hmm. i'm learning i'm learning this myself and i think most of us are is that we have to get out of our feelings yes you yes. have to because yes. if you push all this stuff aside, you can get to the meat of what somebody's trying to tell exactly. you. And I rather for, I always ask both of my, my trainers, you know, when I want to approach something, mm -hmm. I always want to know their opinion on it because if they feel that it's something that I shouldn't do, mm -hmm. um, because for whatever reason it may be, whether it's, a, it's risky for an injury or anything like that, and I always take that into consideration because I know that they have my best interest at heart. Yeah. So um, at the end of the day, if it's something that I want to do, most times everything that I've, I've wanted to do up until this point, they've been on board with and they've made sure that I'm ready for whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, right now I'm nursing a, um, a sciatica injury um, mm -hmm. that I took last month. And it's, it's been a recovery uh, period, um, a lot of pain with it, but um, we've been able to rehab me back to the point where I'm able, I'm walking mm -hmm. properly now, and it's almost, um, it's almost complete. So um, I try to use their advice, you know, I, everything, I take everything that they say seriously, you know, mm -hmm. because as a trainer and as someone um, who people put their life in your hands and yeah. even if it's for an hour or two, you know, I'm responsible for that person. So I always tell my people, just please listen to what I'm telling you to do, even outside of my presence, and then you'll go along, you along the way because I have a lot of hard-headed clients. Mm -hmm. And it's only after things occur that they come back to me and say, I should have listened. Yeah. So, you know, everything that my coaches put out there for me, I listen to them because they've been doing this longer than I have. Mm -hmm. So I, have, I, I seek knowledge from them all the time. And it's good that you're resting because a lot of athletes, and even people that actually do intense training mm -hmm. and working out, they don't take that time to listen to their body. No. And I used, honestly, I used to be like that. I used to be, you know, just go, 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 go. You know, I'm train, 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 train. But, you know, as I've gotten older, I realized, you know, I'm not as young as I used to be. So, you know, my body's not going to bounce back as quickly as it was when I was 20 or 30. Yeah. I realized you, you got a 41-year-old body still, mm. even though you can move better than some of the 20-year-olds out here. My body still needs rest. So this whole month of uh, the whole month of November, um, I've been on very light training. 
um, in December I'll probably be still be on it um, to gear up for the new year um, yeah. because of the competitions that I have coming up but um, it's been a, a restful period a little painful but it's something that was needed and I think that's um, the mentality Kobe had to come with mm-hmm. come to because in watching Kobe for like a couple of decades yeah. and then after his Achilles injury he was like you know what I'm not as young as my yep. fellow teammates and even the game that's coming into yeah. the NBA. So it's, I think it's time for me to, to bow yeah. out. And, it was, and he did it gracefully. Yeah. And I have much respect for him for that, mm-hmm. for actually taking the time to yeah. take care of himself. Yeah, it's, it's hard, you know, being an athlete. Um, it's hard to come to the realization that, okay, I'm, I'm going to have to bow out of this one. Yeah. You know. Um, and my, my coach, he took a, a, a heart to his Achilles um, back in October. He was doing a strongman competition in mm-hmm. Vegas. And my coach, is, is he's the type of person that he's going to keep going. Yeah. And he had to he had to buy out of it because Achilles tear is, is, is serious. Yeah. So um risking the chance of you know being messed up for life or bowing out you know at that moment it was a lot for him too so and i I respect him a lot because i know the drive that he has it's the same kind of drive that i have but you have to know when to say okay it's time for me to just you know sit down rest Mm -hmm. it's a lot of stuff coming up so i just gotta be prepared for that so yeah. I'm taking my rest time. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your uh, what's your ultimate challenge for like the future? What's what's one thing that you feel that you haven't done yet that you would love to do? Um it's funny that you asked that because um, right before this happened, my I was actually training to audition for the Titan games. Mm. And when this happened I knew that I wasn't gonna be ready to do the audition and I told my coach I said well if there's a season three we'll do it at that time yeah. but only a few people I only told a few people that I was going to audition for it mm-hmm. and I felt like when this this injury happened it was God's way of telling me not yet Yeah. so even though it's something that I know I could do and I wanted to do it and I know I probably could even win it God said not yet <laughs> so um that's one of the ultimate things that I want to do, and um, I would like to ultimately um, take my brand national. Yeah. Um, I'm a um, I'm a, a boot camp instructor, and I also do my classes too. So um, I would love to be able to take my classes around the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's uh, funny you said that because um, I lost my point again. Because <laughs> I'm really I do appreciate how intentional you are mm-hmm. a lot of people just do what they do mm-hmm. and it's like we completely overlook the human aspect right. of it, being relational right. with people right and um but i guess the thing that um i guess that really surprises me is with anyone that does something on a, on a physical level it gets to a point where your body says no, mm-hmm. but your spirit says yes. Mm-hmm. And speaking of spirit, going on to now, I'm remembering what I was about to say. I'm getting used to that point where God either says no mm-hmm. or it's not time. Yep. 
Cause when I was, when you're younger, you're like, what do you mean? I'm ready. Right. I feel like I'm not, no, you trust me. You're not, yeah, not you ain't ready. And um, that's not, even with my fiance now, like I was not ready for this mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking I was like, no, you're not, trust me. And now, even when it re- refers to anything else, mm-hmm. when he says, wait, I say, I'd rather wait mm-hmm. for what you have for me. That's right. Than what I assume is best for yep. me. Yeah, and it, it, it takes a lot of growing um, to get to that point um, because through the, throughout this whole process, just life in general, um, you know, I've overcome a lot mm. to be able to be in a position where I can relate to someone else or someone else can relate to me. Yeah. Um, and a lot of my clients, they come to me for different reasons, but it's mainly because they know I can't relate to them. So I was trying to make anybody I come in contact feel like, you know, I'm accessible. You know, you can pretty much um, talk to me about anything. Um, I want people to feel, you know, that everything I do, I do it from the grace of my heart. You know, it's nothing. I don't have a motive, ulterior motive behind what I do. I do it because this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. This is my contribution to the world. This is a contribution to my legacy that I'm leaving behind for my son. So, in that aspect, you know, God, it took a lot of work for God to do on me to get to this point and realize this is my purpose. Um, yeah. In this aspect, this is my purpose of helping people um, from my training to I, um, recently this year. I launched my uh, mentorship program for young girls ages 10 to um, 18. And um, the feedback, the support that I've received from my training the last, I've been training almost six years. Um, I started with one client for a whole year. Mm -hmm. And to see from one client to almost 80 clients Mm -hmm. in that short period of time, it just it makes me appreciate what I do more. It makes me appreciate my clients more because I actually have people who believe in what I'm trying to do. Exactly. Um, you know, I, that's why I put my story out there all the time. I'm always showing transformation pictures, um, and people are always amazed. I even amaze myself sometimes as to what I look like back then and where I am right now. Yeah. Um, the, the type of dedication and consistency that you have to have to go from that point. And you will see that my body has changed differently. Every year my body looks different. Mm-hmm. And it's not in a bad way, but for me, it, it took a lot for me to like really look at him like, dang, you, you've been, you've been <laughs> working. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> there are days when I don't want to get up. Yeah. There are days when I just want to lay in the bed. I just want to do, but I know me laying in the bed and just you know not being productive is just that. Yeah. So um, I guess I make this the last question from beginning to end, as in the beginning of your life, as far as you can remember, or even when you started uh, bodybuilding, to the influence that your parents had on had with on you, um, to the birth of your son. All including all of that, what would you say is the glory in your in your story? The glory for me and, and my story is I do everything with a, a with passion. Mm-hmm. The greatest gift and the greatest achievement 
even though I have I have four degrees, you know, I own my own business, but being just a role model for not only my son, but for other people, being put in a position um, of higher power by God to assist people, that gives me a lot of glory in what it is that I do. Um, that makes me know that everything that I've done up until this point is not in vain. Everything that I've lost up until this point is not in vain. The experiences that I've had, the heartaches, the heartbreak, um, the loss of my parents, all of this had to happen in order to get me to where I am now. Yeah. Um, the power, the strength that I have now, I don't think if this happened to me in my 20s or 30s, I could have handled it the way that I do now. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel, <laughs> I feel yeah. the same way. Yeah. It's, it, it hits different. It hits very different. Um, but Anitra, thank you um, for your time. Thank you for having me. I, I enjoyed this. No, no problem. Yeah, I, I, I saw, I saw the video, and then I was um, seeing your your transformation post. But man, I'm just saying this. Your photo, that photo, that photo shoot looks glorious. Thank you. Man, I was thank like, you. she looks like a superhero like on the real yo that was dope i've been getting that from a lot of people and i mean i told my coach i said i want to look like a superhero like yeah. a, a, a real life superhero and that's what we're doing <laughs> that's it's, what's a, up. it's a lot but <laughs> it's, it's 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 fun yeah uh but for those of you who are listening this is the latest episode of the glory in our stories with anitra jones Yo, thank you for listening. Tune in next time for the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories. <laughs>